Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I'm I'm kind of chuckling because I'm like... Here I go. I'm going to disappoint them again. It's another Saturday show and Chris is not with me. Um, I can assure you nothing weird is going on. It's just that our schedules have changed and I am committing right now that for the next Q&A, he will absolutely be here for it. Um, It just was one of the situations where I was like, I can make life easier for myself by recording solo and I am all about if I can make life easier for me. It's going to happen. And and I think we should all be that way, right? One of the questions that I love asking myself is, how can I make this easier? And when I sense that frustration or worry or tension, that is one of my go-to questions. How can I make this easier? I use it when it comes to preparing dinner, right? Like the other night, I hadn't gone grocery shopping in far too long and or a million reasons why. And I was thinking, oh crap, what am I going to do for dinner? Because we really don't have anything and I could go, but then it'll be cooking dinner late. What can I do to make this easier? And it was literally grabbing sushi for Chris and a spring roll for me, because obviously being pregnant, sushi's out. Well, most sushi's out, but a spring roll cooked, good go. Uh, and, and that's what it looks like to make it easier in a way that still aligns with my priorities of eating things that make me feel good. So feel good physically, feel good emotionally. And all of that to say, that is why I am doing this solo show. But I'm going to make it up to you with the giveaway because I know Chris's energy is just fun and good and all of those things. Um, I'm going to make it up to you with the giveaway. I'm giving away to one person three things. This is about about $150 value. uh, And that is the fundamentals supplement pack. This is like the foundation of mental and emotional health that is a go-to for me every day. So it's three products. One of them you've heard me talk about a ton. It's called Mentabiotics. That is the specific probiotic that I take to uh, not focus on digestion and immunity so much, which is what most probiotic products do. But this one has strains of bacteria that are specifically geared towards mental health, emotional health, hormonal health, and the signaling of your gut to your brain through your entire body. So mentabiotics, that's one thing that, that if you tried to buy that by itself, it's about a hundred bucks. Um, if you buy it within this pack, it's about 150 bucks. Anyway, and then the two other products, Mentifocus, Mentisync. Mentifocus really focuses on the brain and how we can make the brain just sharper, more clear, better connected. And Mentisync is for the axis that runs between the gut and the brain. It's called the gut-brain axis, very well named. 
and these three products really go together. That is what I'm going to be sending out to today's winner. If you're not the winner and you're curious about it, I'll put the link in the episode description so you can check that out. But listen to the end of the episode so you can see if you won. And then of course, no matter where you live in the world, I will ship that out to you. You can win as well. Every single Saturday, we give something away. And I'm just seeming to get more and more um, robust with these giveaways. Anyway, all you got to do is leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you in advance. Makes a big difference. Or leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. It's another great way to do it. Or lastly, share on Facebook or Instagram, make sure to tag me. You can tag Primal Potential Podcast on Facebook or tag me personally at Elizabeth Benton on Instagram with an episode that you're listening to or an episode that you've loved. Helps me uh, bring new listeners in to connect with. So those are the ways that you can win and I'll announce the winner of the Fundamentals Pack, the entire thing at the end of today's episode. Okay, let's get to the questions because there are some good ones today. And this first one came from a direct message on Instagram. Somebody messaged me and said, I feel like I'm addicted to sugar. I've been on kind of a binge since quitting Weight Watchers. I only did it for two months. But now all I want to do is eat sweets. Advice, please. Okay. Number one, All change begins with how you think. How you think, what you think, the way you think drives the decisions that you make. It's like this. In your relationship, if you all day have been like, he didn't or she didn't put the toilet seat down and I asked if they would bring out the trash and they didn't, when your partner comes through the door later that day, Your decisions about what you say, how you say it, if you say it, how you interact, how you don't interact, if you're affectionate, if you're not, all of those things flow from how you think, right? I've never met a couple that has a strained relationship where both people think positively about the relationship and each other. It just doesn't happen right? It just doesn't happen. And the reason I point this out, I talk about this all the time as it relates to the 12 weeks to transformation. And I promise we'll talk specifically about sugar and the desire for sugar kind of are right now. But when I'm talking to potential clients or clients that I have in the 12 weeks to transformation, I tell them the reason that so many people fail to make change in their lives is because they are focusing on all of the action stuff, all of the behavior stuff, instead of focusing on all the thinking stuff, how we think, what we think, all the mindset stuff. They focus on the behaviors. I need to eat less sugar. All I want is sugar, right? I need to eat more vegetables. But the reality of change is that the way we think drives all our choices and so our work must begin with the way that we think. That's why the 12 Weeks to Transformation is all about becoming a better thinker. So when somebody messages me like this person says and like this person did and says, I feel like I'm addicted to sugar. I've been on a binge for, you know, since quitting Weight Watchers. All I want is sweets. I'm like, yeah, I bet. I believe you. Sounds like it. I understand. If I thought that way, 
I would want sugar too. And what I said to her is, you can convince yourself of absolutely anything. And it is your thoughts that convince you. The way that you think, what you think about, it determines what you believe and therefore what you choose. So I could totally say, I could convince myself, this is the hardest season of my life. I am depressed. I have PTSD. Plus on top of that, I'm pregnant and quarantined and all of these things. Like I just don't have the drive to eat well. It doesn't matter right now. All that matters to me is getting through the day. And I guarantee you that I would fall into deep connection with those thoughts. I could believe them in an instant and my choices would flow from that. You can convince yourself of anything. Now, what I choose to do, and I want you to really hone in on that word, choose, what I choose to do. Not this is innately who I am, this is innately how I think, this is just effortless for me. No, no. The way I choose to think is I'm happier when I take better care of myself and I want to be happier. I'm not as happy when I'm not taking care of myself. I feel better when I'm taking good care of my body and I want to feel better. I want to be the kind of person who takes great care of herself. I know that it's not anything to do with perfection because I don't even believe perfection's a thing. I don't believe it exists. I know that it's just about tiny, small choices. And even when I want cookies, ice cream, sweets, whatever sugar this person is drawn to, even when I want those things and they sound amazing, I can make a great choice. I am capable of creating some small improvement today. And when I think that way, and when you think that way, everything shifts. So if your story is, if your thoughts are, I'm addicted to sugar, I've been on a sugar binge, I only did Weight Watchers for two months, now all I want to do is eat sweets, yeah, mm-hmm, sure do, believe you, 100%, you've convinced me, I don't doubt it. It begins with how you think, with what you think. I'm not suggesting that this person needs to inherently believe I'm healthy and I make healthy choices. No. I mean... You, you can, you can convince yourself of that for sure. But what I would suggest is one small improvement I'm going to make today is I can make today a little bit better than yesterday by, it's not a matter of sugar or no sugar, but a small improvement looks like this. What I'm able and willing to do today looks like this. It comes down to something you've probably heard me talk about a hundred million times, and that is, are you focused on the problem or are you focused on the solution? Let me read to you what this person said to me one more time. And as I do, I want you to think of it through that lens. Is this message focused on the problem or the solution? Okay. It says, I feel like I'm addicted to sugar. I've been on kind of a binge since quitting Weight Watchers. I only did it for two months. But now, all I want to do is eat sweets. Problem or solution? 100% problem. That's not where the solution is. You don't have to deny that up until this point, you've been craving sugar. You don't even have to deny that right now you're craving sugar. All of those things can exist. But what I'm asking you to do is focus on the solution. Okay, 
Cravings, got it. So how can I participate in the solution? How can I make this a little bit better? How can I choose an improvement? 100% of the choices you make come down to the way that you think. And that is why I am beyond passionate about helping people become better thinkers. Okay, next question says, how do you accept where you currently are when life didn't turn out the way you thought it would? How do you accept where you currently are when life didn't turn out the way you thought that it would? I don't know that you have to accept it, right? I mean, I, this, is where, this is where I struggle, and, and maybe a lot of you guys are like this. It seems like so many of us want things to be black and white. Either I accept it or I don't, right? I need to accept it. I don't think that much in life is that black and white, that binary. And just thinking about like, like I can put myself in these shoes. How do you accept where you are when life didn't turn out the way you thought? I thought I would have a nine-month-old baby right now, right? I mean, <laughs> this year was supposed to look very, very different. I don't think that it comes down to accepting that Dagny died or not accepting it. That is the way that our overeducated brains want to simplify and like put things into these neat containers. Because I don't think that I will ever accept that she's died, but I also don't think that means that I don't accept it. You know, I'm not arguing with reality, but I think that the path forward is much more nuanced than that. Okay, first of all, life didn't turn out the way you thought it would. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. So this idea of acceptance or non-acceptance, it's not over yet. You can create something different but better or just different or stay where you are and accept that this is the end and stop trying. But the, but the bottom line is life didn't turn out the way you thought. If you think of it as like a line, okay, there's the beginning of your life and there's the end of your life. Here you are, somewhere along that line, you decide what happens from here until the end. And that doesn't mean that everything is within your control, but this notion that for some reason we just need to accept that it didn't go the way we thought it would, the story's not over. It's, it's literally like being in the middle of a novel and saying it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. You, you've still got 200 pages, you know? You, you've still got a long way to go. So I would challenge you to change your perspective. And when you have those thoughts of like, gosh, life didn't turn out the way you thought that it would. Trust me, I get it. I, I, motherhood, my first pregnancy, that didn't turn out the way that I thought that they would. But then I say to myself, I still have like, you know, pages to go. I don't know how it turned out. I can't say that until the very last day of my life and neither can you. Where our power is, is in asking, where do I want to go from here and what am I going to do about it? That's what I think. Next question is a super straightforward one. Do I have to work out to lose a lot of weight? No, you don't. Is it good for you? Sure. Will it help? Yeah. Can you lose weight without exercise? Yep, absolutely. I don't even think you need to answer that 
for the rest of your journey. Where I think you would be more powerful is saying, am I willing to work out today? No, today I'm just focused on improving food. Great, don't worry about it. You might find that 20 pounds from now, 40 pounds from now, 80 pounds from now, you want to. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll find out that you don't want to, but you're willing to. Again, we don't know what's going to unfold and unravel. So don't ask questions about the entire journey. Ask questions about today. What are you able and willing to do today to improve your health, to facilitate weight loss? And look, if that doesn't include working out today, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. This next one says, I'm so confused. I don't even know which area of my life I need to work on first. Nobody does. Nobody does. There's not a order of operations that is required the way that there is in mathematics, right? I've talked about this before, but you know, in math, there's PEMDAS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. You got to do the parentheses first and then the exponents. Because if you do it in another order, if you do addition and subtraction first, not the parentheses or the exponents, you're going to get the wrong answer. Even if you did the individual parts right, life isn't like that. You are with everybody else who wants to improve their finances, as well as their health, as well as their relationships, as well as their career and everything else. Me too. Welcome to the game. I can't think of a single area of my life that I don't desire to improve. Which one do I need to work on first? It doesn't work like that. Just pick one. This is where, and if you've been listening for a while, I know you've heard me say this a hundred times. We grew up, all of us, in this traditional schooling model of right answers and wrong answers, all right? So we think of things in terms of, I either do it the right way or the wrong way, I get it right or I get it wrong. And to go back to what I said earlier, very little is that binary. Very little is that black and white. Look, if you choose to invest in your financial health right now and that gets the lion's share of your attention and your energy, or if you decide not to do that and your health and your well-being gets the lion's share of your energy, cool, great, all of that is fine. I spent most of my life hyper-focused on weight. Not successfully, but always dieting. And that is where the lion's share of my energy and my effort and my attention went. Success or no success. Usually more no success. At some point in my 20s, I was like, screw this. What is that? Why? Why are we having an alarm going off? Well, that's really not helpful. Did you guys hear that too? That was weird. Anyway, at some point in my 20s, I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of this hyper-focus on my weight. It's exhausting. I don't enjoy it. And I, I backburnered it. And I really focused on getting out of debt. Now, that's not to say there weren't days or weeks or months where I was also, at the same time, trying to eat a little bit better or go for a walk. You know, it's, again, not so binary. There are other things happening. Maybe on some of those days or many of those days, I was trying to make my marriage better. You name it. But I decided to put the lion's share of my energy and focus on getting out of debt. And I did. And then, for a series of time, the lion's share went to, to health. Now, could I have focused on health and not finances and done it the other way? For sure. Could I have said, you know, my marriage is really struggling. I want to focus on that. For sure. 
You don't need to know the right place to start. You just need to start. And the truth is, it's typically going to move around a little bit. It's not that binary. The path is not that clear. There are days where the lion's share of my energy and effort goes towards my career goals. And there are other days where my career goals get very little of me, very little of my time, very little of my attention, very little of my effort, and my health gets a lot, or my, my marriage gets a lot. Look at today. If I could wave my magic wand and help all of us help ourselves, what I would bestow upon every one of us is the desire and the willingness to look at today more so than at the next six months, the next year, the next three years, all of the things, all of the things, all of the things. How about what are you able and willing to do today? You don't need to know what area of your life to work on first. You don't need to know. Okay, next question says, are there brands of vitamins that are better quality for our bodies and how can you tell? So I'm going to go ahead and say yes with a very large but, okay? We can't look at just the brand overall because every product needs to be evaluated separately. When we look at probiotics, we want to look at what strains are in the probiotics. We want to look at uh, the quantity of the colony forming units or CFUs, how many CFUs are in there, what strains, how many strains, all of that kind of stuff. We, we want to look at um, what is the, the carrier protection to make sure that they remain viable in the bottle. There might be a company out there that has a killer omega product and their probiotic is crap or vice versa. And so I always try to look at supplements on an individual basis. There are companies that I trust more than others, but that doesn't mean that a company that I trust generally is going to hit a home run on every product. It's probably not the case. Amare is the primary supplement brand that I personally take, but it's not the exclusive supplement brand that I use. I've talked a lot about Thorne's um, exclusive vitamin D product, the 5000 IU product that I sent an email out about a few weeks ago. So how can you tell? It depends on the product. Um, and I've done episodes on things like vitamin D and on omega and on probiotics and evaluating those kinds of things. But um, we can't just say like, this brand is great and this brand is crap because every product is different. This person had a part two of their question that's unrelated. Do you have carb-free lunch ideas? I'm sick of the same old ones that I usually do. And I'm trying to maintain the rules of... Um, carbs and fat loss. If you're like, what are the rules of carbs and fat loss? Listen to episode 195. 195. Okay. Carb-free lunch ideas. You guys know I have to add this caveat because when anybody says carb-free, I sort of like die a little on the inside. Carbs aren't bad. Vegetables are carbs. If you are trying to follow the golden rules of carbs for fat loss, you're not trying to avoid carbs. You're looking to be strategic about the timing of starch and sugar. So vegetables are carbs and your non-starchy vegetables, we want to include liberally throughout the day. So we aren't looking for carb-free anything. And I have to clarify that because it's this kind of oversimplification and misinformation that makes people bonkers. Um, 
So what I would start with is, what do you love to eat for lunch? And then how do we modify it to minimize, reduce, or eliminate starch and sugar from it? Because like for me, I often do dinner leftovers minus the starch for lunch because that's just very easy. So last night I made a chili. When I make chili, it doesn't have beans. So we're talking um, fire roasted tomatoes with ground meat, lots of spices, and I do it over cauliflower rice. Super, super easy to just make enough to have leftovers. And that is what I do almost always. Um, I really love... I think this is a pregnancy thing because outside of pregnancy, this isn't my thing. But uh, um, tuna over like chopped up tomatoes and cucumbers with lots of pickles, love that. That's an easy thing to do. But what I would challenge you to say is, what do you love eating for lunch? I like having salads for lunch. That's super easy. Make sure you've got some good protein, some good fat, lots of veggies. But not everybody's a salad person. I what makes my life easier is making sure that whatever I cook for dinner, I have enough for leftovers the following day for lunch. But work backwards from what you want to eat. Because no matter what it is, we can find a way to make substitutions or adjustments to minimize the starch and sugar. All right, two more questions. This one kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Why can't I get my shit straight? You're asking the wrong question. And this happens a lot. Why can't I get my shit straight? What you're asking yourself is, what are all the reasons that I can't? <laughs> what are all the things that are holding me back? That gets you absolutely nowhere. So instead, and this goes back to what I said a few minutes ago about my little magic wand and the thing that I would bestow upon all of us is, let's stop focusing on the big picture problem and even the big picture journey and let's start looking at today. What can you do to make today better than yesterday? What's a small improvement that you're able and willing to make? I also asked you guys earlier with that first one about the addicted to sugar, are you focused on the problem or the solution? Because when you ask, why can't I get my shit straight, 100% focus on the problem. What would it look like? What does it mean to me to get my shit straight? What are the changes I want to make? And then what can I do about those things today? That's infinitely more effective. Last question, sort of a business one. It says, what do you do to prepare for your podcast? I want to start a podcast and I want to do it right and be organized before starting. I'm happy to answer what I do to prepare, but let me begin with this caveat because I think it would be a big mistake to look at what somebody else does and then just do that. I think it would be a huge mistake. We all have different learning styles. For example, I never script my podcast. I don't even look at these questions, but like one of the girls on my team puts these questions together and I literally open up the document and see them for the first time or hear them for the first time when Chris reads them. Um, but that comes from a certain level of proficiency. If somebody else did that, it could be a total nightmare. I have coached thousands of people and I've been podcasting for, what, six years? So there's a familiarity that comes with that. I didn't used to do Q&A shows. If I did Q&A shows, I, they wouldn't have been able to be impromptu the way they are now because of my experience. But even at the very beginning, I'm not somebody who does well with scripted. But there are other people who don't do well at all off the cuff. And you either listen to their shows and you can tell that they're floundering a little bit. But similarly, you can listen to people who script 
and you can tell they're scripted and it's super awkward. So you have to know your communication style. One of the ways I knew this for myself was if I were going to stand up in front of 20,000 people, I've done that before in my previous career, and give a presentation, would I want to feel like it was memorized or scripted? No, I hate that. The way that I would successfully, most successfully give those things is to know my material really well and have some some points that I go off of. So that is how I prepare for a podcast. I have a running list of ideas, topics, questions that I want to do as episodes. And when it's time to record that one, I usually take, it it varies depending on the topic. If it's something really scientific, I might take a couple hours. If it's something more psychological, it probably won't take that long. But I, I kind of put together my main points and that's typically, say, three to five words per main point. And then I just go. I just riff. I kind of go off the cuff. That might not be your best way to prepare at all. That might be a train wreck for you. Or it might be amazing for you. So I think that you need to learn by trying a few things, but also by looking at how you've been successful communicating in the past, when you've given presentations, when you've given talks before. Uh, If you do a webinar, how do you do it? I always go off of a few main points and I have enough um, experience and knowledge and, and I guess experience is really the best word there, to be able to go off the cuff And there are a lot of people that are like that. There are also a lot of people that are not like that. So I think it's great to get ideas based on what other people do, but don't have that be what you do. Your experience is going to give you that answer. All right. Winter time. I'm giving away like the, this might be the biggest thing I've ever given away on the pot. And I know that it is the biggest thing I've ever given away. Mentabiotics and Mentifocus, and Mentasync, the entire fundamentals pack, that is going to at the married.millennial. So if that is your Instagram handle, at the married.millennial, I want you to email Christopher at primalpotential.com. Tell him you were the winner for 845 of the fundamentals pack. Include your mailing address. Include all of that. So include winner of 845. I won the fundamentals pack. My mailing address is, and no matter where in the world you live, we will get that out to you. I love giving stuff away. None of this comes to me for free. I pay for all of it. And I say that just so you don't think I'm just giving away whatever happens to come into my mailbox. I buy all of this myself. I give it away to you every single week. You can win too. Go to, um, Apple Podcasts and leave a review of this show or go to Amazon, leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes, or you can post on Instagram or Facebook, tag me on Facebook at Primal Potential Podcast or tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton with an episode you're listening to or an episode that you love and you could win next week. And you have my commitment that Chris will be with me next weekend when we do the Saturday show. We're trying to find a better way to work our schedules. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. And surely um, when baby comes, it'll be different then as well. But I hope you guys have an amazing day. Keep the questions coming. I love, love getting your questions. So if there's something you want to hear me dive into on the podcast, let me know. Message me. Put it in our free Primal Potential Facebook group. Get it to me however you can. And um, 
I'd love to, to chat about it. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.